Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Volume. What up, guys? I'm in Baltimore, Maryland right now for the McDonough Duels. My son and my entire academy team are wrestling here this weekend. But when I saw the news of UFC 287, I figured we got to chat. I mean, I'm up in the Airbnb right now. I'm hiding off in the room. Kids and parents are downstairs. They're playing Madden. But I got to get to the fight news. Holy shit. Adesanya Pajeda rematch. But... Gilbert Burns versus Jorge Masvidal has got me all jittery and excited because for a long time I've wanted to see that, and I've been calling for that. I've been calling for them and Jorge Masvidal to just take the fight because I feel like that's the thing that's going to get him closest back to where he wants to be, and that's fighting for championships. But before I get to that one in depth, let me touch on the main event. Two factors, two factors. Why is it happening now and for what reason is it happening? One, obviously we all knew that it would be at Israel Adesanya's decision or discretion whether or not he would get a championship fight. From the moment he lost, I was saying and screaming from the rooftops, if anyone deserves an immediate rematch is Israel Adesanya because of what he had done in the middleweight division and honestly what he had done to start his, his UFC and mixed martial arts career. He deserved a rematch. And honestly, for Alex Pajeda, it would seem to be the best matchup for him in terms of a first title defense. But it was quiet on that front. Like, no one had heard anything in regards to whether or not this rematch was going to happen. Then Jamal Hill won. And then Jamal Hill started saying things to Alex Pajeda. And then Alex Pajeda stared at Jamal Hill in the octagon. But, and then Alex Pajeda started talking about Israel Adesanya and Robert Whitaker and everyone else. He became far too willing to go on to the next thing. So then two days later, his match rematch with Adesanya is announced. So that leads me to the question. Is, was, was, is he starting to feel as though 
all the prospects of what was out there for Pajeda too much that made him say it needs to be now? Because it essentially came out of nowhere that this rematch was happening. It's not like for two to three weeks we've been talking about whether or not Izzy and Pajeda would rematch. It was in New York. I mean, everything kind of went dead. I mean, Chamaya was calling him out. Whitaker was calling him out. Everybody was calling him out, and there was no movement. But then the moment Jamal becomes the champ, it seems like that would be a matchup that Pajeda would be glad to accept. Pajeda starts talking about, hey, if Izzy doesn't want it, I'll fight Rob Whitaker. Bam. Two days later, here's the rematch. Is that why this fight's happening now? Obviously, the UFC needs a big fight. We got... Volk and Islam in February. We got Jones and we got Leon Edwards in March. Neither the big fight in April. So it obviously makes sense in terms of the calendar. But the timing of the fight to me is very surprising or it's very telling. It tells me that Alex was ready and he was going to fight the former champion or he was willing to move on to the next thing. Does that serve him or does that serve Adesanya? If I'm being honest with you, for me, with Adesanya, he got stopped by the guy in the last fight. I would have liked him to feel, um, I would have liked Adesanya to be calling, say, hey, I'm ready right now. Because again, it's only going to be six months since the last fight. Did Izzy need a little more time away from him? in order to come back and fight him again? Is the ego of the fight, why now? Or is it the fact that maybe he's worried that if Pajeda fights someone else, he loses? There's a lot when it comes to this whole circle of the middleweight division, but ultimately it always did come back to those two guys, Pajeda as the champ and Edesanya. Izzy still holds a ton of cards. But I just question whether or not the decisions being made are based or the timing of the decision is based on this newfound push that Alex has been experiencing because of Jamal being a champion and beating his mentor and training partner in Glover Teixeira. It just didn't feel like this was in the works before. What can Izzy change? Does Izzy need to change anything? Does Izzy really need to change anything going into this rematch? Because he was winning. He was winning. There's a couple guys right now in that situation. Adesanya, Usman, where the guy that beat him and beat him in a very definitive way is the guy that they'll stand across the octagon from in their next appearance. That in itself can be mental because as fighters, you got to rebound and realize that this guy is not better. So for so sometimes you need to go and beat someone else for that to happen. Obviously, Adesanya and Usman don't feel that. And why would they? They were two of the most dominant champions the UFC have seen in a long time. For me, it's the timing. It's the timing. I want to get more into the timing of this decision. And I'll ask Izzy that the next time I talk to him. Like, what went into the timing? Was it Pajeda getting all this love and his name getting called by so many different people? Especially the new light heavyweight champion, knowing that the champion at light heavyweight or the former champion in Yuri Prohoshka is not available. If Yuri was available, I don't know if 
Izzy needs to react as quickly. Because you got to imagine Jamal's first title fight would be against Yuri. But him being out makes it possible that Alex may have gotten that opportunity. Masvidal versus Burns. I love that fight, guys. I've loved that fight from the moment those guys started chirping each other's name. And I felt on that night when Gilbert Burns beat Neil Magny and the way that he did, they would go back to Masvidal because I'm telling you, it was supposed to be Masvidal Burns in Brazil. It was supposed to be those two in Brazil. And I'm telling you this from Gilbert Burns' mouth and from people inside the organization, it was hard for Masvidal to get or take this fight when in reality, I've long said it's the best fight for him to get back to where he's trying to go in the short term. Because you beat Gilbert Burns and you're worrying Masvidal with his star power then you're right back in the mix. But you can't lose if you're Jorge. You got to win. You have got to get this one. Because for as bad as the decision losses to Kamaru Usman the first one, the knockout the second one, then the decision lost to Kobe Covington, you lose to Gilbert Burns now. You've lost to three of the top four or five fighters in the world. I don't know if you come back from that at an advanced stage in fighting. Will his star power be hurt? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, people seem to love Jorge Masvidal. But this is a must-win situation for Game Red. He's got to get it done. And if he does, he goes on a short list. Especially with the timing of that fight. Being a month after Usman and Leon Edwards is his rematch. Leon Edwards wins, and then Game Red wins. They will fight for the championship. Bilal Muhammad may hate this as a guy that's won so many fights in a row. But if Leon wins and Masvidal wins, that is going to be the championship fight because there's so much history between the two that you cannot help but fall victim to that desire to see it pay off. Like wrestling, right? In wrestling. It's the story. It's the build. It's the payoff. We never got the payoff of Masvidal versus Leon Edwards. How much bigger would this fight be if the payoff is for the welterweight championship in the world, which it can be. UFC 287 is an absolute monster. And guess who's going to be next to the octagon calling it? Your boy. <laughs> Tag me in. It's going to be fun. I hope it's in Vegas. I don't know. I, Vegas is March. So I don't know if they're going back to Vegas. But shh. Or, hey, what about Miami? <laughs> Why not make it in Miami? Gilbert Burns versus Masvidal in Miami. And then the rematch in Miami. Hey, the big city will come out to watch those two dudes fight. Because New York City showed up for Pajeda versus uh, Adesanya. Miami would show up for Adesanya versus Pajeda. Man, UFC 287. Let's go. Big news coming out of Las Vegas today. Till next time, guys. Like, subscribe, tell your friend to tell your friend that DC has a YouTube channel. And wish my boys good luck tomorrow. Peace. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. 
exploreminnesota.com slash live. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.